welcome to Living with a Disability, No Big Deal. This podcast is for people who want to learn how to thrive with a disability. It is also designed to share insights for those who have friends or family with a disability. Brad Gabrielson, our host, was born with cerebral palsy and uses a wheelchair for mobility. He is a North Dakota native and believes life is about managing challenges with understanding, mental toughness, and determination. Hi, and welcome to another program of Living with a Disability No Big Deal podcast. Today, our guest is Greg Molly. He's going to turn the tables on me a little bit, and he's going to be the moderator today. How are you doing, Greg? I'm doing well, Brad. How are you today? Good. So today we're going to talk about Halloween, right? I think, uh, Brad, the topic at hand today, yeah, is Halloween and disability. So should be an exciting topic. I think there's probably much to learn and maybe a couple funny stories to add along the way. Sure. And yeah, and uh, for those that are... Um, getting their wheelchairs ready and the uh, costumes ready, it's a fun time. So Yeah, I mean, it's uh, getting late here in the fall now, so fall is starting. The leaves are coming down, and it's looking and smelling a little bit more like Halloween season. So pretty soon, the carving of the pumpkins and the kids all getting excited to, to get rotten teeth. And parents looking forward to candy and all kinds of things like that, Brad. Oh, sure. That's what kids live for is candy, so. Yep. Young kids and old kids and everybody in between. Yep. Even me, I love candy, especially Reese's. (laughs) Oh, that's my favorite, too. Yep. Well, why don't we start, Brad, by uh, just kind of going through some things here and see what we can come up with today. All right. I guess the first question that uh, that's out there, Brad, is what are your first memories of Halloween as a young child? Can you kind of tell us a little bit about the type of memories that you recall, your first memories as, as a child, you know, yeah. dealing with cerebral palsy? Well, at, um, at home, we, you know, like I, like I said, my parents never, you know, they... They let me go with my brother and sister. Sometimes I went out with dad, dad, my my mom, and we went, you know, it's like everybody else. But the only thing I couldn't do is climb the stairs. And they would have to come down. And, or my, my sister or brother would bring my bag to the door on my behalf. Being dressed up was cool, you know, being dressed up as a, let's see, as a, Scarecrow or something like that, you know, something easy to get on, so, you know, so you can see everything and uh, all that stuff. So that part worked pretty good. But uh, and another thing, at the end, at the Cupertino School, we had Halloween night and then we, we, we could uh, play games and bought for apples and stuff like that. And we always got, we would go uh, down the hallway by the classrooms and the teachers would be there pass out candy and so Brad you said that was at the Ann Carlson school where you uh, attended school as a young child 
Indian girls in school now. I used to be the group of German school when I went to school there. So, oh, okay. So they've had a name oh, change, but that's oh, yeah. oh, they yes. had activities for the for the kids as well then. Oh yes, we had all kinds of games and uh, all kinds of we used to uh, I have door prizes and stuff like that. So I wonder. I remember one year I got a radio. So, oh, that must have been exciting as a child. Yeah. I remember getting my first transistor radio, and I could listen to stuff all night long. Oh yeah. So, well, did your parents, Brad, uh, do something different for you that they did uh, for the other siblings, or how was that handled? During that time, it depended on how cold it was. If it was real cold, I, you know, but if it was fairly nice out, I would go with with my brother and sister. So in other words, they didn't do anything separate for you because of your condition. They sent you along with, with your brother and sister, just like a normal experience then. Exactly. Well, that must have made you feel like part of the, part of the team then, I suppose. Huh? Oh, yeah. uh, my sister, my, my sister never, never treated me any different. Like I told you a few stories before about her in the swimming pool, you know, it's, you know, she's a few things I have a right to do, do the same as everybody else. So, you know. Did you trick-or-treat as uh, quite a young child? And how long did you do that? Do you remember? I did that until the age of maybe... Because dad, dad used to have a cut-off cut age, like 12, 13, 14. You know, oh, too sure. You didn't do big for that stuff, you know? Yeah, he really didn't want to show up with a beard and say no, trick or treat. No. <laughs> no, that was that was uh, that was something that it didn't work. I mean, he had to cut off time, and uh, so that was it. And so you're not trick or treating anymore, then? Oh no, no, no! I, <laughs> I give out candy. I'm a grandpa now, so yeah, you can. You're on the other end, then. How does that work for you, then, Brad? For for trick-or-treaters being, you know, in your chair and everything like that. Well, I, uh, when I come to the door, I put my dog in the back and they come to the door and I, if they're little kids or, or if my, my problem is I eat just as much candy as they do. So, so, so the bowl is pretty, is pretty lean by the time they get there then. Exactly. So. Well, you're supposed to buy candy that you don't enjoy, and that way you don't eat it all. Because if, yeah, if you buy a bowl full of Reese's, I mean, there's like one left, maybe. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah, that's basically it. It's interesting to see the little kids come out. You know, it's kind of fun to watch them come out and trick or treat. So, so you do the the trick or treat giveaway yourself then that night? Oh yeah, oh, yeah. I might. I do. If I, if, I, if I forget to, to get candy, I just leave the light off and, and, and they don't come through the door. But but uh, other than that, it's, it's fun to watch them run down the street. And, well, they probably know they got to stop at Brad's house, right? Yeah, I kind of give them two of each or whatever. Sure. Well, do you ever, some parents uh, put the bowl outside and then just say, you know, take one yeah you ever thought about that or would you rather just see the kids i suppose i'd rather see the kids no, no. well let's talk about costumes for a little bit now did you wear end up wearing the same costume 
every year? And if not, did you have some others that you enjoyed? And then how would that work with, with the wheelchair, Brad? How would you integrate a costume with the wheelchair? Or how might others get ideas to do so? Well, that, that, you know, one year I was, uh, let's see, I was a ghost one year, and I was, uh, heck, that was a long time. That's been, 40, that's been a long time. I'm like, let's see if I can remember all that. Let's see. Well, how did they, how did the costume, I mean, did you actually? Oh, yeah, they, they decorated the chair, too. I mean, they decorated the chair, too. Nowadays, not not as not as not as cool as they do nowadays. Nowadays, they decorate the chair. They put things in the spokes, and you know, so the cars can see them when they wheel down the road. That's cool. Oh, oh so there's mean? some type of reflective markers that yeah. are put yeah, on the yeah. chair for safety and visibility. Then right, but it's all that makes the cool. It makes the chair look cool. So. So uh, you know, back back in our day, we had that reflector tape that we used to. Oh. Uh, on tire. You know that red, that red stuff. You know. Oh yeah. Yeah, or, or put a reflector like a tail light or on, on or something, but. Oh yeah, sure. And uh, we used to uh, uh, decorate the chair one uh, a little bit too, but it didn't. You know, it doesn't look as cool as it does nowadays. They come a long ways from about 40, 50 years ago. Oh, I, be, I bet there are. I bet that is a market, isn't it, for uh, yeah. costumes for disabled. I'm sure they're in the game too now, aren't they? They're pretty much, yeah. You can, you can order them on, online, I, I'm sure. And But I've seen uh, a commercial for Walmart where they had, a, uh, I think it was Walmart. I could be wrong, but... They had this guy in a wheelchair, and he had his—he had a, a little thing on his inside of his wheel, looked through his spokes, and, and it was lime green, so it would uh, reflect. So it was kind of cool. I suppose the guy doesn't even really think of that. People who are not in a chair, or people who just run down the street, you know, that are mobile. I mean, they never—a person never thinks about there might be something available for for wheelchairs and stuff as well. So that's interesting. That might give some, uh, some people some ideas about Halloween that there may actually be costumes and, and different types of uh, lighting and reflective barrier markers and things of that nature. So it could be a, something where people might learn a thing or two. And now, nowadays you can get lights, lights to go along the tire, you know, tires to light up your, your tires of your wheelchair. Oh sure. Well, that would look pretty cool too. Then going down yeah, the street, yeah, even even for us grandpas, it would look kind of cool. Oh yeah, gonna impress the grandkids. Yeah, exactly. You can put that on as your costume for the yep. for the for the giver out of of the treats. Right. Now, have you ever been asked? You know, they say trick or treat. Now, have you ever done a trick for the kids, Brad? Or is it usually you just give out gobs of candy? I just give them candy because by the time I get, you know, I don't, number one, I don't want to scare anybody to death. I'm, I look pretty scary anyway, but I bet <laughs> uh, people look pretty scary. The older they get, the, the more scarier they get when they come in. I go, hey, you know, one guy was wearing a were- werewolf mask and 
bejesus out of me. But uh, hey, <laughs> but um, and, and nowadays um, everything looks so realistic. So oh my gosh, I know they've got. <laughs> I saw a costume the other day, and really, it's uh, you put it over your head. Yep. And like, say, if you're a if you're a younger guy or something, they have this old man that's balding and got some gray hair, bushy eyebrows and wrinkles and stuff. And you put that over your head and it's like a second skin and you tuck it under your shirt. So it shows the neck wrinkles and everything. And you really, it's really hard to tell. It's not an old man. Yeah. So they have different costumes like that too. So Well, I hear Tank is trying to get involved in the podcast too, Brad. So he, yeah, no, they, they, he, he might have something to say about it too. It sounds like. I think it's okay. Yeah, he's, he's. I got I got some tacos sitting on the table. And he's, he's smelling that. So. Oh, so Tank wants a treat, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's good to have him involved too. I think the listeners like to hear about yeah. Tank, your dog, which. What? Tank is a good boy. He's Tank is a good dog. He's a young dog. What is he, about a year and a half? Three years now. How, how long? Three. Three years, and he's still growing, isn't he? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, Tank, Tank for you listeners, is a bull. What is he, a full-blooded bull mastiff? No color mastiff, yes, purebred. A mastiff? Yes. And those are big dogs, aren't they, Brad? Oh, yes. I mean, yep. He's gonna weigh close to. What is he gonna weigh when he's all fully grown? The last dog, the last dog I had when he passed away weighed one hundred ninety nine pounds. Oh my words! You have a two, you're gonna have a two hundred pound animal, maybe, by you know, sitting you know. by you in your living room. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It all depends. I mean, I. You know, he's, he's very smart. He knows how to open doors already. And so he let himself be in the house when he's done from outside. So Well, that's neat. Yeah, I suppose the trick-or-treaters get a kick out of him, too, then, because he's so gentle. Oh, yeah. yeah, but he's so big, I have to put him in the back when they come. Oh, you know, yeah, might be a little intimidating for the young ones. Right, so I usually put him in the back. Well, let's talk a little bit, Brad. Uh, got a couple more questions here. What types of barriers do you remember encountering when you were going out trick or treating with the with the others? Well, back in the, when I was younger, they didn't have as many curb cuts as they do now. Oh, so there sure. Was, there was more, and the ADA wasn't around back when I was ten, eleven years old. You know, so. So how did you end up getting up uh, where you could get up on the sidewalk to go to the I doors? Go, I, had to go, I had to go where the driveway is. With the driveway. Oh, sure. It was a little easier than the curb. Oh, sure. Yep. So barriers can be a part, too, in that and how people are able to get around with their wheelchairs and whatever mm-hmm. else they might be in. Yep. Let's talk about gatherings for in for trick or treaters indoors, which can be a good idea. I know, for example, some of the malls uh, have where you can go uh, indoors and have one place where you can get all your your treats and your tricks indoors. 
how how does gathering indoors for trick or treaters like trick or treat parties and things like that? What difficulties might that bring to the table? Well, of course, a big crowd. You know, especially nowadays with COVID and stuff, is they say that's a no no. Um, but back in the day when when we were there, when we when we went, we always did the go around to the mall and. It was always a big crowd, and in a wheelchair, in crowds, sometimes you're so worried about running into the back of their legs with your chair or something like that, because you're moving pretty slowly when there's a bunch of big crowds, but... Um, oh, sure. Yeah, with a lot of people, I guess you do have to be aware of. Yeah, you, you In do. big crowds, your people running into you or not seeing you because you're, you know, not as high I'm as lower, they are. And, yeah, I'm lower than they are. Yeah, and running into them would be a concern, wouldn't it? They run into me. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah. Yeah, I suppose it can be a little tricky when you're talking about indoors. It, it can be. I mean, outdoors, at least you can go around around them, you know. And indoors is kind of more confined, so you, you're kind of stuck. Yeah, and for parties and gatherings like trick-or-treat parties indoors for kids or anybody that's in a wheelchair, finding a way into those parties would be a challenge as well then. Would that be correct? Yeah, yeah I mean, like if you, had a, if you had a house party or something afterwards, I would have to bring my ramp so I can get in. But, you know. Oh, okay. So you would actually bring a portable ramp with you, like a roller ramp, and oh, yeah. use it to get into, yeah. say, a party, a friend's house, or a yeah. gathering? Yeah, yeah, I would. Does that work pretty well then, Brad, for you to, to use that method? To... Oh, yeah, because uh, the steps are usually two or three steps, and then the, then it's the door jam. So. Oh, sure. And then the door jam, and then it's going to be deal. So that's a good way for people to get into homes is using a ramp of some sort or a roller ramp, portable ramp, yeah. yep. to get in there. Yep. Well, you know, let's talk about uh, just to kind of wrap it up here. Was there like haunted houses or haunted farms that you were that they held, and were you able to get in there with a the wheelchair, or, or that be um, a barrier for somebody? Me and CP and haunted houses didn't mix too well. Yeah, but ah, I guess you would probably. I remember one time, my I went to a haunted house with my father. And uh, I hit the person in the face with my hand. Oh <laughs> my god! <laughs> so that, that that being the natural reaction to being startled, then you just mm -hmm. your arm came up and pow right in the face, huh? Yes, and so it didn't work so good. So, but haunted houses, I don't like to be surprised. But but if I know if I know where everything's at, then it's a piece of cake, you know. But um, but if it's a place that I'm not familiar with, they come up behind me and scare me. Watch out! I'm not responsible for my for my, <laughs> my actions because it's nothing personal. In other words, no, nothing personal at all. So so. Haunted places can bring some challenges then to people depending upon their uh, disability, certainly with yeah, C yeah, cere and, and cerebral palsy. 
Well, back in back in my day, they did not like I said before. Back in when we were young, uh, they didn't have to worry about how big the doors had to be. Oh, sure. Well, you know, so we had to be carried in, or oh my, or up, you, know, you know what I'm saying? But but now nowadays, I suppose it's it's a lot easier, and it's still. It would be a lot easier for the younger kids to go into the haunted houses. Oh, sure. And maybe they've kind of taken that under consideration, too, in order to be... Especially with the, if, if I got started with the electric wheelchair, I would wreck the whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> You'd be running into everything, huh? <laughs> yep. <laughs> I get scared and start getting startled again. <laughs> there goes Brad running into the running into the decorations and stuff. Yep, yep. The CP know. is definitely not a good one to go to haunted houses with. So nope. I'm sure people with CP are aware of that. So and and when I go to like if I go to a concert or something, a person has to sit on my lap so I don't jump when they first start. Um, you know, with the drums and stuff. Oh, so that the when the loud noise starts, then you got to kind of yeah. be. Kind of integrated into the environment yeah, before you're until, able to. Until I get used to it, until I, until I know when it's going to start, because uh, I can tell, I, you know, then I get used to it. But at the very beginning, guys holding me down or holding me up you know, on the shoulder, they're telling me they're going to start now, you know. Or, yeah. That, so it doesn't bother me if there's a good crowd of people around me, guys. Right jump from where they're gonna see. They're gonna see everybody and they're not just gonna see me. So Yeah. No big deal. But you know. But something I have to live with. Well, do you have any I mean a while back we did a fireworks and cerebral palsy, which <laughs> lent itself to a couple of good stories. Those of you who have not heard that podcast, we encourage you to go to fireworks. Uh, and the 4th of July and cerebral palsy because it's very informative, but you might also get a chuckle out of it from the couple of the things that Brad had to go through. Yes. <laughs> Most of them have been were embarrassing, but... Yeah, I happened? mean, getting stuck in the car with the fireworks going off and then, of course, yes. becoming lit on fire in your wheelchair was another one that... And then one of the one of the bottle rockets took out your aunt and sent her to the ground. So. Well, my, my, grand, my, my, yeah, my grandma and my aunt, and, you know, I was on the farm in Hillsborough, North Dakota. Yeah, that was, yeah. that was quite a, quite a, quite a scene. So yeah, definitely folks check that one out if you haven't. So. Yeah, I think that one out. Maybe, yeah. Well, do you have any, is there any stories that, any incidents or anything, or was it that you could share or that you remember that maybe didn't go so well? There, there's one guy that would walk around and he, and he wouldn't have nothing, no mask or nothing on, but he would have a box, a little, a little box the size of a rain box, you know? Size of a, his, yeah. And he, and he would have his finger inside the box. So <laughs> yeah. And he would have, uh, it looked like blood, you know, it looked like blood always. <laughs> sure. He would, he would come to the door and knock on the door. And, 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 and 
first time he showed it to me, I go, gee, uh, what are you, can't you bring it up? I didn't know. <laughs> so he had he had a ring box and he had his finger sticking through then and he would move it when he opened it. Yeah, and, and then he opened it and he goes, "I need some help, dude." Oh my god! Oh so my he, god! Because it looked like a real finger that was severed. So he would just go around with that finger, and that was his yeah, yeah was his trick for everybody, huh? And that was his trick for everybody. Oh, for crying out loud! That would be really funny. <laughs> Yeah, it looked like it was severed. I could see where it'd be shocking as well. So, yeah, that's something you and I would come up with, I'm sure. But yeah, <laughs> well, pretty soon, Brad, you're going to be able to take your grandkid uh, trick or treating, say in a couple years. Oh yeah, Basley. Yeah, I'll, have to, I'll do that Basley and June. Gonna be he was born on uh, let's see April Fool's Day. So Oh, okay. So So yeah, in a couple well, of years grandpa will be able to go with the kids and have I some fun. She's gonna be picked on the rest of her life because she was born on April Fool's Day. So Oh yeah, she's gonna be an April Fool's joke all of her life. Yep. But she's a sweetie, so well, you're lucky. You're fortunate yeah. to have. Uh, I'm glad she's healthy. I'm glad that Zach and Crystal—they are great parents. And so, a young one to bring up into the into the holidays as well. Yep, it's gonna be it's gonna be neat, especially now with with her being so smart. They, they they can take some cute pictures. So. Oh sure. Yep. So she's only like six months old then. Yep. Okay. Yeah, you might want to give her a couple of years before you send her out and get scared. Oh yeah. So, <laughs> what do you think, Brad? Do you have any more thoughts about Halloween, or does that kind of cover the the subject I, I for do, us today? I just hope that everybody has a, a, a great Halloween and a safe Halloween. Because yeah, that's all. I, that's all I have is that everybody have a great Halloween. Yeah, it's certainly coming up to the holidays, and the start of it, of course, is uh, is Halloween now coming up. So here come the here comes the holiday season. So first one is to get out there and trick or treat, right? So, well, thanks for sharing your insight, Brad, on this topic because it's uh, it's an important one and one that I think others can learn from as well. Yeah. I hope you have a good Halloween, Grandpa. Yep. <laughs> well, my my grandkids now are are older than trick or treating age, so. Oh. Uh, but I've got a I've got a grandson that's about eighteen months, so. I think next year he'll be out with his little costume because he's a pretty smart kid and he gets around pretty well. So I think he'll be running around with Dad and and Grandpa too. So. Well, yeah, that's, that's uh, a good day to be around, a good time to be around you, kids. You never know from one day to the next what's going to happen. So, yep, that's right. Well, great cast today, Brad. Great podcast today. If yeah. you don't have any other closing statements, then I mean, you can go ahead and sign it off. Thank you for listening to another episode of Living with a Disability, No Big Deal. We'll talk to you soon. God bless. All right. God bless.
Thank you for listening to this episode of Living with a Disability, No Big Deal. Sponsored by Rolleramp, this podcast features Brad Gabrielson, who encourages everyone with a disability to live life to the fullest. Rolleramp is a global company based in North Dakota, dedicated to helping people find solutions to accessibility needs. Special thanks to Dopey T for his original music. We hope you'll join us again next time on Living with a Disability, No Big Deal.